All right, Shane, we are live. Welcome in latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea and my bookie. I'm your host, Michael Bratton. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What's up, yo, Tennessee Homer? <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? <laughs> Let's get a zoom in here of the Grim Reaper. <laughs> Oh boy, huh? What about them Mizzou Tigers, huh? We get we got uh, Malachi. Shane gave us a seven dollar donation. Mm-hmm. Here's a dollar for every point Rocky Flop scored last <laughs> night. <laughs> so so many good ones already in here. Oh yeah, we got a lot of games. A lot of not a, not a lot of good games. I was about to say no. good games. Not a, not many good games. But you know, if your team won, it was a good good night. Certainly, you know. But I would tell you, brother, it was it's been electric online since then, you know, because, you know, and, and we'll get to the games here in a minute. And, and I'm kind of with you there, Mike. We expected a lot of maybe not maybe not upset so much, but at least close games, potential upsets. And it was just just blowouts everywhere. Right. I mean, the best game was easily LSU, Florida there at the very end. But that's not the news. That's not what everybody's talking about right now, Mike. <laughs> right. So let's, uh, God, it's coaching season, Shane. <laughs> I already got my thoughts on there. I'll quite a bit on Jimbo Fisher. Go back and, and check that out if you missed any of it. I went live literally as, as soon as I heard the news. It, I was live within 90 seconds, and I was just hoping and praying it wasn't a hoax. because That would have made me look like a damn fool that I already am. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people, they were like, they weren't believing me. A lot, a lot of people... We even went on the YouTube and they were like, I was here to yell at you for clickbait and fake news, yeah. but no, it was real. Jimbo gone. Now he's officially gone. So we've already got my thoughts on it. Let's get your thoughts, Shane. Thoughts on uh, Jimbo. And, and as you joked just off air, we've been firing him for about four years. So <laughs> <laughs> we have, we have. And, and, and I think if, if you listen to the comments, uh, Bjork, you know, he was saying we're, we were stuck in neutral. And that's, I think that's the biggest frustration part for me as an outsider saying, Hey, you should be here, but you stay here. And there's not the changes. And, you know, I, I think the, the final straw was going out and force feeding an offensive coordinator in the system and still same gear. It just, it, you know, that's, that's the frustration part. Um, as the fans, that's, that's what's frustrating following this program, mm -hmm. Texas A&M, we all felt like should, I mean, you got Lane Kiffin, which we'll get to him here in a minute, talking about the best four and three team out there. You know, it's just it was just a joke. It's been a national joke for a long, long time. And finally somebody had to step up, put their big boy pants on, and you know, say, if Jimbo's not gonna change it, then we're gonna change Jimbo. But man, a lot of money. A lot of freaking money on this buyout. Yeah. And you know what's interesting, Shane? I'm not I've not seen one person defend Jimbo. Yeah, not a damn one. And almost every one of these fires, there's, there's at least some players or coaches or somebody saying, "Man, we screwed up here." You know what I mean? Like, I haven't seen a damn one of them. No. And the only thing is exactly what you're saying. The, the buyout, we know that's an issue. No idea who they're going to hire. I think it's silly. All these people do. Here's the twelve. Like, either a they're just throwing shit against the wall and hoping something sticks, or b. They're getting fed information from agents yeah. that don't make the hire anyway. Right. They want their client out there so they can get a, a get more money. Pay, pay yeah. bump where they're at. 
That's all this is. So uh, anything you see otherwise, I think, is is just bullshit yeah. at this point in time. Now, if Billy Lucci comes out here and says, Josh Heupel, they're targeting him or something, like, that's who I trust. Oh, you know what I mean? I, I'm just throwing a name yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, that's a terrible name to throw out there, Mike. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously he didn't have a great weekend, but I still <laughs> I still love Ohio. And, you know, again, I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see the same old names drudging up. I, I've, I've seen the old Miss fans like, here we go again, you know. You know, you're going to see some of these names pop off. You're going to see. It's not um, going to be Kiffin. I'll just tell no, you. No, no, no. I, it's, it's I don't think it'll be Kiffin. I don't think it'll be Dan Lanning. I don't think it'll be any of these guys. I, I don't know exactly who it will be, but it's going to be a decision that's not going to be made this week, I wouldn't imagine, unless it's a coach that's not coaching. Now, I mean, that may right. be something. But but other than that, brother, I, I think we're, we're, we're going to be wait and just listen. I mean, they're going to be – obviously, I, I think this leaked out a little earlier than it was supposed to this this week, and so maybe that uh, that head coaching job will uh, will leak out as well. Well, and here's the thing, Shane. This is a silly comment from Zach. He says, you know, Texas is smiling ear to ear right now. <laughs> I think that's exactly the wrong message. I, I, think, I think this guy could not be more wrong. Yeah. Zach should change his name to – well, I can't think of something clever. I was going to say wrong. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like A&M with the right coach is a threat. Yeah. A&M with Jimbo was never a threat. Right. And that's why a change was made. They got all the resources. They got some of the best fans. I, I don't know if you've seen the clips going around, Shane. Uh, last uh, last night, the Mississippi Mississippi State's awful. Yeah, we'll get to the game. And frankly, Texas A&M's not awful, but they're like average. Yeah, they're average with an elite roster. Those fans still showed up, Shane. Hundred thousand mm-hmm. strong to support the Aggies when I would think many many fan bases would not stick around to come to a game like that against a, a weak opponent where you're. 18 point favorite. Yeah. Get the fans show up. You can get the recruits. You got, hell, you know, they got all the money in the world with, Dude. by firing this guy. Everything is in place to be, and I, this is ridiculous. People saying, well, year two, year three. No, that's not the way football works in, not college football, right. not with NIL, not with the transfer portal. You get the right coach in mm-hmm. next year, you can compete. Yeah. We have seen it. Uh, LSU, Brian Kelly, year one. Yeah, I'm not. They didn't obviously didn't win the national championship, but they won their division. Right. A&M's never done that. You know, T- Josh Heupel, year two. Mm-hmm. Sh- Shane Beamer, year two. Lane Kiffin, year two, won ten games. It can be done, and I, and I think it could be done even quicker with the talent. Now they'll probably lose some guys, but they got so much talent on that roster. I don't know. I mean, it, is it really benefit you to jump in the portal and and go to Arkansas or or? Would it benefit you to see who the new new coach is and say, "Hell, I like this guy." Yeah, because you know they're going to get a winner down there at A and M. That's what they do. They get splashy hires down there. Well, Mike, it's still going to be a top shelf job, and the fact that they can afford to buy out seventy six million dollar contract, you know, speaks volumes to just how committed they are to football. Right. You know, there's not a lot of programs in the SEC that can do that or will do that. So. You know, I, I think that's that's the pivotal piece here is let's not forget who this program is, what they've done. I mean, since Johnny Menzel came in, you know, it's, it's just the the growth of that program down there with the facilities and the money and the 
just the the overall commitment to football and achieving a, a certain goal, winning national championships. Yeah, that's the standard at Texas A and M, and it will be moving forward. And clearly, they they felt like Jimbo wasn't going to get it done, so they're going to go out here. They're going to be they're going to take their time. They're not going to rush this thing, and nor should they, because there's a lot of people that should be beating down the door trying to get into College Station and coach that team. Well, one th- one thing I would would kind of amend what you said there, though. Yeah. Not to say they need to be rushed, but um, and I probably should have looked this up already. But the the portal window that's coming. Yeah. I I think it's like. The first week in December. Now in college, you have to have a coach in. Yeah. You have to. Because otherwise this great roster, they they will jump in the portal. Right. You know, you got you have to get that made, I think. And and you can look at your roster, see where where are we deficient? Where can we attack in the portal? You know, all this has to be figured out. So if you hire a coach after the portal window, I think it really sets is- you back year one, if that makes sense. So how 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 would that work if you're bowl eligible? Mm-hmm. And we've got an interim coach now. I mean, obviously they're going to be doing their best part in that portal. But do you hire? Can you hire somebody? I, I'm I'm not. I'm, and maybe I just haven't been paying attention when it's done it in the past. But mm-hmm. can you hire another coach uh, that has no maybe no game, no skin in the game for a bowl game, but can actively recruit? Is that how what you're saying? I'm saying there needs to be a head coach, and it looks like the the date is December one. Yeah, by December one, these players can get into the portal, and it's only through December fifteenth. Right. So I'm saying we need a coach, sitting coach, active coach, in okay. College Station, to recruit players to stay to don't jump in the portal. Yeah, we get you your nil here. You pl- you can play in this offense. Yeah. Look what I can you can do in this defense. You know we need that. We need that in place before December. And I, I think it needs to be, you know, a week yeah. before December first. If you know, like as soon as rivalry weekend's done, I, ideally, and I think that's why you make a move so early. You think? And so you otherwise otherwise what are we doing here? We're we're waiting to the end of the regular season. We're going seven and five again. We're firing Jimbo on Sunday. And oh, the portal window is in like ten days. You know what I mean? Like ten See, days is a lot. That's a long time for a coaching search. I feel like if you're the first one there, you're you you are the job right now. Yeah. I mean, who knows? If Alabama job opens in two weeks, yeah. You know, all of a sudden that's the top job. A and M right now is the top job. So, well, I, I think it's smart on that side then, because going off this transfer portal and 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 the dates and everything. Mm-hmm. Do you think this was accidentally leaked? Like, because you would think in that situation, you'd want to give the the perception that Jimbo's going to be around. He's not going anywhere. So the first portal, maybe we don't lose that many guys. And then after a bowl game, no. then you, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? It's you don't not, want to trick people in the state. They, they don't care, man. And but, if, I think if you change yeah. your coach, yeah, I think you can, there's a 30 day window. You can get in the portal anyway. So it, that, yeah. that that wouldn't. Yeah, I just I don't know. I it, it just the timing seems seems a little bit off, you know. After a, an ass kick in a Mississippi State. Well, you know? I also I think they wanted to make sure that Jimbo didn't get enough momentum. Yeah, sadly, oh. you know what yeah. I mean. Like if he beats, uh, I'll pull up their schedule right here. So A and M, yeah, you you beat the brakes off Mississippi State. They're god awful. Abilene Christian, they're mm-hmm. going to kill them. Yeah, and then at LSU, if by some miracle they close out with a big th- win, then maybe yeah. we keep Jimbo. And then he sucks next year, and we got fired. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like we're just delaying the inevitable. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
I mean, obviously that there, there was a lot of great things that happened this weekend, but this is what everybody's been talking about him and Sam Pittman. And, you know, I've seen some talk at Mississippi state. It's, it's, it's hot seat season, you know, and it's, yep. it's definitely starting to warm up. <laughs> All right. So let's, let's get into it, man. Uh, we could skip the first one if you want. <laughs> no, the first one you're going to want to talk about. Oh, this okay. One. Georgia. Yeah. Beats the brakes off Ole Miss 52 to 17. My goodness, Shane. <laughs> My goodness. What kind of idiot thought this was going to be a competitive ball game? 611 total yards of offense for Georgia. 311 passing, 300 rushing. Look at this drive chart for, for Georgia, Shane. Touchdown, 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 touchdown. INT punt, touchdown, field goal, touchdown, touchdown. I mean, they're, they're a damn machine down there in Athens. Yeah. Brock Bowers, we've never given out comeback player. Of the, I, I have to give it to Brock <laughs> Bowers, right? Comeback player of the year. Uh, he only had three catches, 34 yards, but, he, I mean, he looked like it, his old self. Yeah. His final catch, if it is his final catch in Sanford Stadium, went for a touchdown. They just completely suffocated Jackson Dart, knocked him out of the damn game, held Junkins to 75 rushing yards, and I thought he ran hard. Yeah. But it just it was not near enough. And even Ole Miss kind of came out, started real strong. First three possessions, they scored two touchdowns. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, boy, here we go. We're getting a, a light show here. Yeah. No. No, it was not. <laughs> no, well, I, first on Bowers, I think they're going to create a Disney movie at the end of this thing. <laughs> you know? I mean, the guy is just not human. And and the fact that he's playing with that ankle injury, well, you can't even say it's an injury now. I mean, it's almost – he looked like he was a, you know, million-dollar man. So – um, but I, I thought this was going to be the game, you know, I thought, and, and even after the first couple of drives, it felt like it was still going to be the game, you know, back and forth. It felt like Lane Kiffin had, it, had it figured out that first drive, which Georgia, for some reason has tough time during their first drive. But again, it's the adjustments they made throughout this game. Yeah. They just suffocated Ole Miss and they, they did whatever they want. That defense bottled up. It was, it they reminded everybody. It's almost like Kirby. I always try to think what Kirby's talking about during the week after a game, you know, <laughs> like they were not only getting on to Brock, which we'll get on here in a minute, but I, I think they were pointing out the fact that they were number two. You know, everybody thinks that yeah. no one in the country was thinking that there should be the number one team. And I know Kirby says he doesn't give a shit about the numbers. But in that locker room, I guarantee it's brought up a million times that they're not getting the respect they deserve until they can come out here and destroy a team like Ole Miss on this national stage because this game felt personal. It felt personal from the fans. It felt personal from the players. It was just it was just an ass beating is what it boiled down to. And Georgia reminded everybody that being a three-time national champ is almost impossible to do. But they're on track to do it. It's, it's. I mean, they're an absolute machine right now. That's getting healthier. Yeah. Well, aside from you know, Lad got a little banged up, but he said he was right. he was good there at the end. But yeah, getting all these weapons. Kendall Milton, one hundred twenty-seven mm-hmm. rushing yards, two touchdowns as well. Yeah, I mean, there. It, it is funny, but it's true. It's like you're saying they. It's like they took it personal that they're yeah. not, they were number two, <laughs> even though it's like even number two, you're still everything's in front of you Absolutely. you know you'll meet number one in the national championship and you'll you'll just blast them uh but yeah i mean this is george is another team i mean this this is what great coaches do this is what great programs do they get better and better as the season goes on mm-hmm. and georgia is just on a different level right now could have 
Oh, they could have put up. They could have put up a sixty burger. Yeah, you know, they want, I think he respects Lane enough. He's like fifty yeah. two. That's good. Yeah, let's put Vandy we taught right him a here. lesson. Let's you know? put Vandy in. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and again, there was not a lot of chirping from Lane Kiffin coming into this thing, so I, I don't think that was part of the fuel. Right. Uh, a little chirping after the game, but you know, this was this again. It felt. Like these boys just wanted to show, they knew everybody was watching it, you know? And this was a, was a highlight because some of these games, these Georgia games were pushed early and nobody got to see them because they were mashed in with some other ones. Right. You know, everyone had their eyes on this whole mismatch up. And this is what people are talking about now. You know, who's the best team in the country? Georgia's the first one that pops up. You yeah. Know? And that, so they clinched the East yeah. with, the, with their win and or Tennessee's <clears throat> loss, which we'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But uh, how about this comment? Kirby, after the game on Brock Bowers, yeah. I want you to share what you said with me. Yeah. Because I, I don't think it was anything wrong, but I, I thought it was, I thought you hit the nail on the head. So let's play the clip first. Well, people called him and told him that, and, and those people will not be representing him, I can promise you that, because all I did was piss him off. And he said, God, I, I, have, I have people call and, and tell me that I shouldn't play, coach. And he said, that just drives me crazy. He wants me to play, wants me, makes me want to play more to prove them wrong. And so why am I in this game if I'm not going to come back and play? I mean, there, there, he's not—he's not risking millions, guys. He's—he's—he's he's, has an opportunity to get more millions. Like it's the other way. It's not the way because he's a great player. The NFL knows people heal, like they heal from that injury. They've had tons of that same injury in the NFL. So all he did was go out and stamp himself as a, a, a warrior that said, "I'm gonna go out here and practice on Tuesday in front of 15 scouts. And then I'm gonna practice on Wednesday in front of 12 scouts, and they're all gonna be over going, oh my God.' And he's got an opportunity to move up." Because of who he is, Coach, you had over. So I'm sorry, I, I probably didn't set that up right. I was t- he's talking about Brock Bowers, obviously. Right. So getting back, and some people are like, "What the hell? He's he's risking his fortune. He's come back so early." But yeah. you had some thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean, you sent me this first thing this morning, and and obviously I haven't had my cup of coffee yet. But I was thinking to myself, he's got him right where he wants him. He's got this team right where he wants him. You got to remember, Kirby Smart loves these kids. But he wants them to do everything. He wants to get everything he can out of them while they're in college. Because in the pros, yes, they're going to be able to flaunt the Georgia you know, emblems and, and talk about all the great things they're doing in the pros. But it's not going to help him win another national championship, you know, maybe on the recruiting trail a little bit. I just feel like that these kids are, are they're there. They're so entwined. They, you, you, like they're all on the same page, if that makes sense. Brock coming out here, you know, not only just, uh, I mean, impress the odds, but he can look at someone else that may be a little banged up or a little hurt, you know? There's a difference between injured and and, right. and hurt. And are you injured or are you hurt? Are you going to come out here and play? Look what Brock did. You know, he's he, they're setting the tone and the expectations in that program. And I feel like that's what makes – Kirby great is not only is he just a great coach and and understands the game, but he was a player and he's also a salesman, man. He is selling these kids on the idea of what's expected of them. And the fact that Brock came out shows me what kind of leadership is down there in Georgia. Right. And as I understand it, and and I, I would assume Georgia fans know this at this point in time, but I don't know if everybody, the entire audience would know. It's my understanding. And obviously I'm not a doctor, but I talked to, talked to him. This surgery he had, you can't you can't get hurt worse if that makes sense. Yeah. So people may have thought, well, he's risking injury. This this specific one, it, it's it's not going to get any worse. And 
So that that's something to consider. But I, I think you hit the nail on the head because, I mean, he's their top draft prospect. Even though he's not, yeah. you know, he'd have to go pro early. I'm, I'm not trying to ruin anything, but come on. I mean, he's he's he may be the. We know quarterbacks go number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and offensive line, left ta- if there's a good left tackle, we'll probably be up there. But other than that, it's going to be Brock Bowers. He's right. probably going to be like the number three pick in the draft. Yeah, and he's probably the best overall player, but he's not a quarterback. But if the future number three pick in the draft, who has already won two national championships, is probably going to win a third. He could shut it down and say yeah. I, he's accomplished more than ninety nine point nine percent of all college players ever will. But he's over there busting his ass to get back in record-setting pace to play against Ole Miss, which is not even for the division title next week is the division. You know, shut it down to the SEC championship. How many times have we heard that? Shut it down to the playoff or just shut it down. He's out there busting his ass to get out there, not 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 to suit up one time to start. He started the game, yeah. and he played for most of it, uh, at least when it was competitive. And, you know, if you're any other player on that team, how can you not? Bust your ass. Yeah. The number one player, our top prospect, who has every reason in the world to shut it down, is not as he's shutting it down, he's rushing to get back. Right. I mean, that's it's just incredible. No, I mean it it I mean, short I mean, I've seen this injury. We've seen this this injury. I keep saying injury, but this surgery and the expectations of how quick it, you know, is the return. And yeah, you know, it's just it blows my mind because it's not like he is a, a an offensive lineman that's just going front and back you know i mean he's he took some some shots out here and he made some moves he looked kind of like him old self I, and imagine two weeks from now how good he's going to look so yeah yeah it's just unreal i mean he's 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 just people are going mean, to they're going to rename kids they're going to be naming babies after him one day you know <laughs> shame we just got a ten dollar donation they yeah. want you i think it's really me but i'm just putting it on you ten dollars to admit cody schrader the best running back in the sec ten dollars uh Saturday, he was definitely the best damn running back in the in the country in the NFL. You know, I mean that guy. Boy, I don't know what what magic pill he took, but I know he's been great all week, and we're going to get to that game. But I, I got one. Okay. I got another clip here, Shane Lane Kip. He got some blowback on this yeah. one. He was asked after the game, you know, how do you how do you win these games? Mm-hmm. They didn't quite say, well, you know, you lose every damn one of these big games. They didn't quite go that far. But they, how do you close that gap? Because the gap's there. Right. You lose to Bama every time. You just got embarrassed by Georgia. Here's Lane Kiffin's response. I mean, that's a good question. Um, I mean, we, we got to recruit at a higher level. Um, and I'm not blaming people. We got to coach better. Um, but, you know, at some point, those whatever those stats are, we've signed one five star, they've signed 24 or something. Those kind of do show up at some point. So, um, what we would. We'd have to recruit it at a better level, do a better job um, recruiting. So got to do a better job recruiting. And you know what, Shane? I like how people people jumped on him. Yeah. I get it. Just got his ass kicked. Basically saying we don't got the players yet, even <laughs> though it's his job to get yeah. the players down there. But, uh, you know, he's a – you don't like to hear that right after a loss, but he's a 1,000% right. Yeah. That's why Georgia's – Winning all these games. I mean, exactly. Kirby's a Kirby's a good coach. I'll give him that. But he's got the best roster. Right. Nick Saban's got the best roster. And they're going to go down as two of the best college coaches ever. Well, Saban for sure. Kirby, if he keeps it up, maybe the best ever. Mm-hmm. But the key to their success is their relentless recruiters. Yeah. And they, they'll beat, nine times out of ten, they beat someone 
in a recruiting battle unless they're going head to head. Then it, then it's fifty fifty. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So you have to have the players. No, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's. I'm not saying that's the only factor, but it is a big part of it, Mike. You know, and the fact like pop goes down, right? Right. And who comes in? Oh, it's 2023's fourth best linebacker in the class. Or we can go to this other guy, the number two linebacker in the class, you know? <laughs> so it's like, so there's a big difference, you know, especially when you, you look at teams like, like Alabama, like Georgia, you know, late in the season, you know, when competitive depth, there's a gap in some of these teams, you know, if you, and we're going to talk about a few of them here in a little bit, that if we've got some injuries here, there is a noticeable gap between one and two. Right. You know, you don't see a lot of that with Georgia, and one of the reasons is the rotation. There, there's no, there's not a lot of true starters in Georgia. They're, they, they're constantly rotating back there and and uh, on defense especially. So, yeah, it's just talent, talent trumps a lot of things, a lot of mistakes that are made late in the season. Yeah, and so, <laughs> of course, like I said, Georgia's locked up the East. Bama, we'll get to them in a minute. They've locked up the West. So we for sure have Georgia, Alabama, in Atlanta for the SEC championship. And we got uh, one of our callers, Shane. He's he's put out a uh, point spread for the SEC championship. So we'll play this, and then I'll get your thoughts on the other side. How are you doing, boys? All I have to say is, how about them dogs? Oh, Miss, uh, what happened uh How'd you lose to the Georgia Bulldogs? Uh, how about them dogs? Uh, I'll take them minus 17 and a half in the SC championship. Love y'all's podcast. Listen to it every day. Go dogs. Ooh, how about it, Shane? 17 and a half point favorite over yeah. them. Alabama. This, this is his spread. Mm-hmm. This ain't official spread or anything. I did put it at seven. I said I, they beat him by 17 or whatever. Thought, thoughts on that? Hypothetical. Well, because what happened, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 17 points, a lot of points. But, yeah, you it's, know, it's not going to be that no, large. No, I, I don't think it's going to be that high. But I still, at this moment, obviously, I think Georgia would be favored. Yeah. So. What do you think? What do you think that hypothetical line would be? I, I, well, you give me yours and I'll, and I'll give you mine. Um, nine. I'm thinking closer to five. Yeah. Georgia by five. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I, I could be pushed either way, but yeah. I, I mean, we're going to talk about Alabama too. I think they had a, a fantastic game. They've been having fantastic games, uh, plural, but I, I just, I don't know. Georgia took a huge step, um, Saturday. I, I, you know, that was a, that was a team idiots like Shane were thinking, Hey, you never know the stars line. This could be a thing. It's like, nah, Say the thing. We'll we'll keep it close for a drive or two, but we're just going to show you ever show everybody how good we are. Oh, and I forgot, Shane. Right after I played that uh, that Kiffin comments, <clears throat> so naturally, and hell, I even made the joke myself. But sounds like he's looking at A and M, where they got all those five stars. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know who has talent? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know Ole Miss. I mean, that's again. I'm. I'm not knocking Ole Miss's season either. They've had a fantastic run, and the fact that we thought that this was going to be a game was a testament of how good their season has been up to this point. You know, I don't think, you know, you could tell there was a little rattled out of the gate with with Dart. Just 
little little you know jackson's he's not all over the place but it's, he's just not completely dialed in when they opened up that drive you know he had he, dude had a step there was an opportunity to kind of take the crowd noise out of it a little bit and right and i and i kudos to to georgia fans man that place was rocking i mean it was i mean you could tell i wasn't there but on tv man it was loud the entire time so right um yeah anyway it was a hell of a hell of a game well, another hell of a game here, Shane. Mizzou, 36, <laughs> Tennessee, 7. Yeah. It was a hell of a game if you were a Mizzou fan, Shane. The score was only 13-7 to 7 at halftime. Uh-huh. But then Tennessee does what Tennessee does on the road, brother. 23-0, to 0, Mizzou won the second half. Eli Drinkwitz, mm-hmm. SEC Coach of the Week, according to this show. And Cody Schrader, the man that... I have doubted week in and week out on the prize pick, Shane. Never again. Never again. Cody Schrader, only player in SEC history, 200 rushing yards, 100 receiving yards in one game, 205, 116. Just incredible. Yeah. He, he was uh, I'm trying to think of a comp for that, but, I mean, he was just – it was basically just put the team on his back and Tennessee can't stop him, and he just kept going. And, go, and how about – I mean – Normally, this is not an issue for Tennessee teams, but time of possession. Yeah. I, I think you text me, you're like, well, hell, is Tennessee ever going to touch a ball? And it was like <laughs> halftime when you said that. You know what I mean? I mean, time of possession. Unbelievable. 40 to, 40 to 20 in, in favor of Mizzou. Mm-hmm. 255 rushing yards. And this, remember, this is against the SEC's number one rush defense. And oh, yeah, the SEC's number one rush offense held them to 83 rushing yards. Yeah. Just a dominant. In the trenches performance by those Missouri Tigers. I'm glad one of us picked them Missouri Tigers. Oh man, Mike, they beat the shit out of us. They they just every aspect of the game from offense, defense, special teams, coaching, everything. They got us. They got them balls. They whooped their ass. That's I mean, that's plain and simple. That first drive was a testament in how the rest of this week's going to go or the rest of that game. You know, the when you could come out there and do a 48 drive, 48 what play drive for 26 <laughs> minutes, something like that. I even forgot the quarterback had to get on the bike just to stay warm over there, you know, just so he could come out and go three and out. Yeah, they 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 beat us. They whooped the shit out of Tennessee. And, you know, I've been a Mizzou fan. You know, I mean, if you think about it, Mike, <laughs> I, I had them winning 10 games from the get-go. So uh, my stupid math, I got mixed up. I forgot about the LSU loss, you know, so I didn't right, factor right. that in. So that was my <laughs> fault. Didn't have my glasses on at the time. But I, I will say this, brother. Mizzou opened up a lot of eyes this weekend. You know, they're not a fluke. Everybody's looked looked at their schedule early in the season. They said, well, you beat this team barely by this. You've beat this. This team's garbage. They've not done that, you know? Right. And, and you got beat by Georgia, which clearly we've discovered is is the number one powerhouse in the country. And you would think there would be a natural hangover. But this team rallied, man. That shows you not just coaching, but it also shows these players just how bought in they are uh, in, in that system, man, these, these guys made this game personal and rightfully So, I mean, we were, Tennessee ran it up a little bit. We all know, we all know the story, 
And and I really think there was an opportunity. Mississippi could have done more at the end. So uh, probably best that they did. I mean, there was a timeout and the field goal and all that good stuff. We, you know that that part came up. But yeah, this, this game was personal, and they just. I I mean, what else do you say? They beat the hell out of Tennessee. Yeah, Ken Beatty says big orange. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So what What did you think about that ice and the kicker? Yeah, that, and not only that, but what in the hell was Heupel thinking? Getting your ass kicked? Like, let's kick field goal here. Yeah, to score ten. Yeah, as if you know, thirty six to ten looks better than thirty six. I don't. I don't. I, I that don't, was. I mean, gamemanship. We have blasted coaches for far yeah. less than that. And, and here's the deal, Shane. I'm not saying like Heupel's like awful or anything, because clearly he's a he's a good coach. But I would put him in the elite category. Yeah. Heading into this season, but the performance against Florida, now this one, mm-hmm. Alabama in the second half, just totally got out coached. I mean, I he he. I don't think you can say he's elite after after three performances like that. And hell, now he can. Maybe that's going to bridge too far. Maybe you kind of judge that by the end of the season. But if they get totally outclassed by Georgia, which everyone's going to anticipate, yeah. I mean, how? Again, I'm not, and I'm not saying fire them. I'm not saying like they'll never be good again or anything yeah. like that. But it's like you can't be one of the best coaches in the game if you're getting out coached by Billy Napier, who, right? Who knows? He may he may be out of a job in a year. Eli Drinkwitz, they, they love him now. They yeah. wanted his ass gone six weeks ago. You know, you can't be getting completely outclassed by all these guys, yeah. in my and, opinion. Well, obviously, there's going to be some need to be some changes. And I think the the most frustrating part of it is the lack of adjustments, not just during the game, but definitely at halftime. Right. You know, it, there there just seems to be nothing there. And, and I'm not making excuses for them, but, you know, this is one of those teams I was telling you about that there is a noticeable gap between ones and twos. And... You know, when you're thin at linebacker and you're thin at uh, freaking wide receiver and, you know, I mean, it's easy to say, okay, why does why does what worked last year not work this year? Well, you ain't got Hendon Hooker. You ain't got Cedric Tillman and Jalen Hyatt, you know? I mean, the offensive line's not the same offensive line you had last year. You can't just – I think that's what happens a lot of times is you think, okay, we'll just plug and play. This, this system works. It's going to – no, I think this – I think Hopple system works when you get the right pieces in, in play. But what I saw from this defense is, I mean, they just got decimated. They played soft in the zone. They let the flats go. It's like you can right. have anything you want. And and kudos to, to freaking Schrader. I, that stat blew my mind that he's never lost a yard you know, on a, on an attempt. Now I think he did lose one on this game, but it was the <laughs> only one. This kid just somehow finds a way to fall forward three to four yards. Every time he has the ball, it felt at times like I was watching my high school football team from, from the nineties. You know what I'm saying? It, they yeah. didn't need to be fancy. They didn't need to be created. They didn't need to get Luther and, and, and these, all these guys involved. They didn't need to do that. They just needed to get behind these big uglies and run Schrader over and over and over again. Why wouldn't they? Because it worked all damn night. And and one of the things that a lot of people aren't talking about is that damn offensive line for Mizzou. I mean, you want to talk about respect. Those boys need to be taken out after two because without them, you know, it, we Schrader wouldn't have 
300 yards. He may have had 150, but you know, it was still, it was a collective effort, both offense, defense, Mizzou just, they just, so, pant, they just beat the shit out of them. So many great comments, Shane, but this, this one stood out from Ginger Ninja. Yeah. Look like me, Mike, and Shane trying to tackle Cody Schrader. <laughs> oh, I've never felt so nervous, man. Like you'd watch. So Schrader's coming through, and it's one on one with a defensive back. You're just like, he's gonna he's gonna break his ankles, and sure as shit, he did. You know, and then yep, got to get somebody else to track him down. I mean, I, how many attempts did he have? Do you got to stay? How many rushing attempts he had? Thirty five. Felt like a hundred. And Tennessee had 23. So Schrader, 12 more than the entire Tennessee. I mean, it was. And Brady, Brady Cook was taking off, too, on a lot of these third third longs and converting, too, you know. I don't think this was the plan, though, you know. And and that's what, what we get frustrated as a Tennessee fan is I think he just, Eli went with it, you know, like. Hey, this is working. If, yeah. if I've got a if I've got a piece together, twenty eight play drives, we're gonna do it. We'll do four drives and call it a game, you know, and and that and put Tennessee out three and out. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the part that's frustrating. If you if you like Heupel, is we've not seen some of that, you know, just like game flow. Like we you, you talk about uh what's his name Samson last week had a freaking killer game and he got the least amount of carries this what what's that all about well they didn't touch the ball well I, but still <laughs> you know? what, but it's still small had more than him and and you know Wright still was out there and it's just I don't know it's, I get it I get it there's a little bit of frustration there but I mean Jalen Wright had seven carries small yeah. had three Samson had three well at the time I, I saw this stat it was like yeah. You know, it's just they didn't have the damn ball. Yeah, is what it was. But you know, uh, we'll drink. Yeah, he's called. This is this is some great comments on Cody personal. Schrader. Yeah, it was yeah it was personal. He's he's trying to get Schrader up for the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so these were great comments here. Absolutely. If you're talking about the best player in college football, who's done more for his football team than anybody else, he's the leading rusher in the SEC. When's the last time the leading rusher in the SEC on a top 10 team wasn't considered for the Heisman? I, I think you'd be long. I don't know. Um, maybe Dave Matter, you know, who works in, in our SID could look that up for us. But, uh, I mean, I, I think so. I think so. Tonight's performance, you know, look at last week versus Georgia. That hadn't been done in however many years. Three. You know, LSU, South Carolina. And the guy shows up in the biggest games and the biggest stages. Heads he, he, here's the deal. The way he runs is like you're going to have to sacrifice your body to tackling because he's sacrificing his. It's like a big game of chicken, and he ain't no chicken. He ain't no chicken, uh-uh, He ain't, man. I wouldn't want to tackle him either. I just let him walk on in the end zone because he <laughs> is a, a bowling ball, man, when he gets to going. And, and this, like he said, big games. You know, Tennessee – Big game, you know, it was Gary, you know, got to listen to him one more time as a Tennessee fan, but <laughs> the, the, it was a big game, CBS game, 330. It's, it's, yeah. That's tough, You especially how many times has Mizzou had a 330 game in November, you know? Right. Doesn't happen often. Shows up. Even last week, you know, against Georgia, he had over 100 yards, didn't he? I'm pretty sure. Didn't he have over 100? Yeah. 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 But again, you watch Judkins, which we're – just crowned him a potential Heisman candidate. He didn't have that. Right, right. Well, we we got a great call. We had, a, Shane, we had about, I'm trying to not to over exaggerate here. We probably had 35 calls from Mizzou fans. Yeah. 
And not not a damn one of them mentioned me. They all mentioned you. <laughs> <laughs> what the Mizzou Homer? Me? <laughs> but uh, this was this was the funniest one. I, so I, I couldn't play all thirty five, yeah. obviously. So this is the best one. I thought. Oh, Rocky Top, you'll always be living in a fantasy. Go home, Rocky Top. Boo, Rocky Top, Tennessee. Hey, Cousin Mike, Cousin Shane, this is Cousin Sam coming from you in Columbia. I just watched some Tigers wipe the floor with them sorry-ass Tennessee volunteers. Screw Josh Heupel. Big win for the boys. Black and gold. Love the show. Love the love you give to my Tigers. Cousin Shane, turned your back on us, man, and made you pay. Glad you were wrong. M-I-Z, baby. Love the show. Bye. And I love the fact he's hoarse. You could tell. You he's know, been he, yelling. He's, he's authentic. Yeah. He was there. So I'm giving you this opportunity, Shane. Not, I mean, hell, you're the biggest Mizzou yeah. supporter out there. But you have a you have a outlet here to apologize for for picking well, I, against I, him. I mean, clearly, you know, uh, my second favorite shirt in the closet here, and I my my deal with Mizzou at the start of the season. You know, I I thought they would have a great season. I never, you know, there was a lot of people that didn't. And, and, you know, I, I saw a, a path, an opportunity to do some magical things. Yeah. Now, in my mind, I saw the losses coming between Georgia and Tennessee. <laughs> LSU kind of creeped in there and messed that plan up. And, yes, I got a little bit – I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan too. You know, I was a, right. I've been a Vol fan my entire life, so everybody's going to have that. But if you remember in the show, I was least – confident i think i morristown haunted this thing you know i had i I knew it was going to either be close or a freaking blowout and i was hoping for a close game and and uh mizzou they just they came and showed up man i mean yeah all right that's all right we don't we don't have to ride yeah i mean everybody knows everybody knows now how about this this is another mizzou question this is like a a comment i i don't think i sent this one to you so i'll ask you about it on the other side but this is a good point but this caller made Hey guys, this is cousin Alex over in Mizzou land. Uh, I just gotta say, M I Z, baby. I'm not gonna rub it in though because cousin Shane, you're my boy, uh, favorite podcast. Uh, but guys, this is exactly why we need a 12 team playoff. Mizzou is clearly one of the best teams in college football and deserves a shot. Uh, but man, what a season. Keep doing what you're doing, boys. M I Z. So how about that, Shane? I thought that was a pretty interesting call because he, he makes a good point. You know, I'm, I've never been the biggest proponent of the 12-team playoff, but we're going there, so I'm bracing it. You know, it is what it is, but, you know, maybe he makes a good point. A, a team like that that is just, you know, hot as hell mm-hmm. in November, going into December, you know, in, in next year's format, you know, that, you know it's kind of weird. I, I don't even know if Mizzou would be there technically because they got to take some conference champs and all that. They should. They ought to do away with yeah. all that, to be honest with you. But if Missouri keeps winning, they they would be there. Yeah. In a in a new format. Um. So, but I just thought that was kind of interesting. What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I thought that that's you know, and it's an interesting way of looking at it. And and one of the things that came up to me, or I guess I was thinking about today, was like, who is the second best team in in the SEC right now? Like, obviously, we, we're all on board thinking Georgia's number one. But Alabama, Mizzou, we're not going to get to see it, right? You know, and, and if if it ended today, you know, who who do you put it in the SEC championships? I'm sure it's going to be it would be Alabama and Georgia. But in a 12 team, 
there may be an opportunity for Mizzou to get back in the mix and see a game that we wouldn't have saw. Right. Because how many times in the SEC, that's what's been so frustrating, where we've been locked in with the East and the West, there's been SEC championships and the two best teams weren't even playing. You know, I I I love the future and, and the opportunities that some of these other programs are going to have because, like you said, late in the season they catch fire at the right time. Maybe if you remove them from a home and home, maybe a neutral side or something. I don't know how they're going to do the college football playoffs. But, uh, you know, if you can remove them from that environment, do we have a different game? You know, I always thought, what would the score be between Georgia and Mizzou at Mizzou? You know, right. yeah, another sold out crowd. Maybe who knows? It may could have went a different way. So, um, yeah, if some butts can't do anything about it, but you look at what Missouri has in the pipeline, what they're doing on the recruiting trail. This isn't a this isn't a fly by night operation. This is a program that has the ability to sustain this this progression that they're making. Which I think, if you're a Mizzou fan, that should be the best part. Is you know, this isn't our last year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'll tell you what, Shane, if Georgia and Missouri met again, mm-hmm. I bet Mizzou would demand new officials. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you know where you don't have to uh, get new officials, Shane? That's over at mybookie.ag today. Head on over to my bookie sp- online sports book, mybookie.ag today, and use that promo code, that S-E-C, T-H-A-T-S-E-C, and they're giving our listeners a $200 cash bonus today. If you head on over to my bookie, listen to the professor. He's three out of four you've won. Yeah. And I don't even know. I don't know what your record is on the season, but I'm assuming it's just as good. So we, since you got those glasses, you've been on fire. If people are not heading over to mybookie.ag today, putting that promo code, that SEC, number one way to help the podcast stay independent. They are missing out on the professor's locks of the week you know what absolutely i was used to be so bad at bets i would go ahead and get the shit that i was going to have to do you know <laughs> like the mayonnaise or the whatever not no i walked right by that pickled pig's feet right you know what I'm saying? you can just stay your ass on the on the shelf brother <laughs> are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience check out twisted tea your go-to game beverage for college football fans Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch, 5% alcohol, and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering on your favorite SEC team. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football. Keep it twisted. Podcast is also brought to you by Game Time. Head on over to GameTime.co and use promo code that SEC T H A T S E C for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket sales. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Head on over to GameTime.co. Snag tickets without the stress. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code THATSEC for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem THATSEC for 20 bucks off 
Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Shane, how about this one? Fireworks. This this was kind of the best game of the night, yeah. but still, it was a kind of a lopsided one. LSU 52, Florida 35. And the difference, I mean, it's clear as day. One team had Jane Daniels and one did not. Yeah. Because I thought Florida even played fairly well. And, and I know, you know, I, I got some more thoughts on them in a minute, but Jane Daniels, co offensive player of the, I mean, we had to give him yeah. Trader love, Jane Daniels some love. 372 passing yards, three touchdowns, mm-hmm. 234 rushing yards, another two. He had an 85-yard touchdown. He had a 51-yard touchdown. First player in college football history, Shane, 12,000 passing yards, 3,000 rushing yards. Gee. That's insane. Uh, that's never been done. I mean, he was red hot. Most yards Florida has given up literally in their Damn football right. history, 701 yards. Uh, Jane Daniels, and remember, he's—I mean—he's got his as a dark visor because he just had a concussion. This is not even full power, Jane yeah. Daniels. <laughs> and I—I I said it like this, Shane. Remember the old NCAA video game? You can remake like a—you you can create a player, all, all like make them all ninety-nine, yeah. and then just put it on freshman level and just dominate. That's literally what this looks like. Jane Daniels taking the field mm-hmm. against the Florida Gators. He is the Heisman winner. Yeah, if he. We need to stop doing this award if this man is not the winner, if he keeps this up, because mm-hmm. there's no one that is playing the game at his level, dominating the way he is. What, what was your thoughts on this game? Well, you know, again, it was a long Saturday of blowouts and individual performances, because I don't want to I don't want to overshadow what Jalen did earlier in the day. You know, we're going to get to him here in a minute. And it was it was funny because that first round, you're like, Ah, here's the Heisman, here's the Heisman performance we've been missing. Six what six touchdowns. And then you got Schrader comes out the second round, and then he blows the doors off. 300 total yards. You're like, ah, there's the Heisman. And then all of a sudden, you know, Jaden's like, hold my beer. I'm gonna go out here and show these boys how to play. And I'm I'm totally with you. The Heisman is the dumbest. I mean, it's the it's the most coveted position in or, or trophy in college football. Yeah. Yet we treat it like like garbage man and these people there's people already sending in their votes ain't there i mean you know what i'm saying they're not even watching the rest of the games how what happens toward the end of the season and what's what is it are you just picking the best guy from the best team that's going to a national championship well if that's the case let's just let's just hold off and pick the winner at that national championship game which is stupid because when i think of a heisman candidate i think of somebody that if removed the team is just destroyed. And we got to see that last week with Alabama. Then he right. comes back here with the Florida and does another performance, puts the team on his back. Um, T-Bob had a uh, a damn tweet out there with Spider-Man <laughs> holding those two buses. Literally, that I thought that was hilarious because that's him holding this this team together. And, and I feel bad for LSU fans, but I don't because they're watching freaking awesome football games every single Saturday. And because their defense is so bad that they get to enjoy these top performances over and over again. So right. this is going to be the greatest season nobody talks about, you know, except maybe Jaden, you're talking about how great he was. <laughs> right. And, and yeah, so I'll get back to that in just a second. But I mean, Graham Mertz still, he, yeah. he's playing well, Shane. Uh, what do you have? 311 mm-hmm. passing yards. And I mean, that's a hell of a day for most guys. 
Uh, Trevor Etienne, yeah. 99 rushing yards, three touch his first three touchdown game as a college player. And, and Florida was keeping pace with them for a good while. Yeah. They just couldn't do it for the entire game. And I'm seeing a lot of people, Shane, who has been the most harsh of anybody on Billy Napier, if you had to say? On this pod? Or just in this universe? <laughs> well, well, there's some... Me. The, the yeah, answer yeah, is me. I'm the answer just... is me. So I, I'm not... Defend, I'd never sit, sit back and defend Billy Napier. Sorry. Right? Yes. But I'm seeing these fans. We gave up 700 yards. Mm-hmm. What the hell's we gotta you know this is awful, Billy, Billy gotta be gone, all this. Yeah. And again, I, I'm not saying that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. It's for Florida, it's not acceptable. But we are in a situation, Shane, where I truly believe that LSU is this good on offense at home, at night, Florida's banged up. Everybody LSU plays, they basically do this to them. Yeah. Unless you knock out their quarterback. You know what I mean? I mean, they did it to Ole Miss. They did it to Missouri. Mm-hmm. They they've done it to to everybody. Yeah. And I don't I don't think I don't think you judge Billy Napier on this. Mm-mm. On on one bad loss. Because hell, I mean, he he runs all off offense score 35. You're right. You're gonna win more games than not when you give up now, you can't give up 52. But I, I'm not making excuses for him, but I think I think this says more about LSU being elite and really just one, not just one player, but one player has taken over the game at points in time. And I don't think hardly any defense can could have really corralled him on Saturday night. So, I, again, I, I don't put this on Billy, and I, and I don't think this is like a we got to fire Billy Napier because of this. No, I don't think it's like that for any of the remainder, remaining games. Florida, Florida is in a tough spot right now. They're fighting for a bowl, and they got to go against LSU. They got to go against who? Who next week? Mizzou. Yeah, at Mizzou, one of the toughest teams right now in the country. And then, oh yeah, Florida State followed that undefeated. It, it's it's not an easy road. We're mad at Billy because of the shit he did earlier in the season, the mistakes in Arkansas. That, absolutely, those those mistakes is what put him on the hot seat. These aren't gonna. These ain't gonna. You ain't gonna lose a job, but. It doesn't help losing recruiting recruits in the process either, you know, which right. again, you said that's a loser's way out, I believe is the word you used, but you're starting to lose that little that little asterisk by you. Right. Hey, we didn't make a bowl, but look what we got coming. Well, yeah. I mean <laughs> I'm just saying don't I I don't know. I, I are you panicking at all, Florida? I mean, this was a big game for them and mm-hmm. I'm with you. I felt like they hung in there and they yeah, had opportunities. This is this was no one was expecting them to to win this game. Nonetheless, keep it close, and you know, if a couple... I did, I thought it was. Remember, a three point game is what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, his, historically, it usually right. is a close game, but majority of people out there yeah. expected this to be kind of a blowout, myself included. And I'm always right, so I just thought, <laughs> I thought this would be, I thought, you know, him lo- keeping it close like there, I think, was a kind of a, a testament just. Hey, they're they're getting there, you know. And I don't, you don't get participation awards anymore, but it just feels like I don't know, man. You can't fire your coach, or even I, think now. About we'll say this: right now. he's got more losses at Florida, not even two seasons. Same number that he had at Louisiana and four. Yeah. Now again, much tougher at Florida. I get it, but that that's not a good look. No, no. I mean, there's a lot of bad things. I just but. don't think that. 
I think this LSU, they're, they're just doing it to everybody. You yeah. know, and again, this is not acceptable. Give up 700 damn yards or whatever. But, I mean, again, they they would have scored more on Bama. They knocked the quarterback mm-hmm. out. 62 against Army. 48 Auburn. 49 Missouri. They scored 49 on Ole Miss. Right. 41 on uh, Mississippi State. 72. You know, this is just, this is an incredible offense. This is a national. If you thought LSU was winning the national championship, uh-huh. this is the offense. This was this is championship worthy. They just have no defense, and it's it's killed them. So it, let me let me. If ask they you, had Tennessee's yeah. defense, which is not a great defense, but they're they have players, I think they would have won the national championship. I really do. Well, I was going to ask you if you took nineteen's defense mm-hmm. and gave them to this team, would which team would be the best? Because they talk about that, that being the best team ever. Mm-hmm. What what? Which would you still be leaning toward, Joe Burrow? Oh and, yeah, and okay, oh, yeah. I'm just curious, <laughs> just seeing how far you're willing to take it, you know? Because it is, I mean, it is electric, it is fun, you know, and and I think that's what's frustrating if you're like an Aggie fan or if you're a Mississippi State fan. It's like, you know, if you're gonna lose, at least lose and put forty points on the board, you know? Right, right. <laughs> well, we did have Brian. We got a great comment from Brian Kelly, Shane. Yeah, it's a little bit of a longer one, but this this is solid. He was asked about uh, anybody that missed it. Uh, I think it was Andre Sam. One of their players got hit, got flagged for targeting, booted from the game. It was a routine tackle. It was one of those where I believe the Florida ball carrier went. You know, when you're about to get hit, you kind of yeah. come down. Yeah, and the guy he didn't hit him in the head. He lowered his head, but he didn't hit him in the head. Thrown out for targeting. He was asked about it. And he went back to old Dallas Turner. Call against Andre in the uh, second quarter. I figured that was going to come up. Um, I needed to take a little bit more time to to make sure that um, I, I was articulating this the right way. I just think that we're in a bad position in college football as it relates to um, targeting. Um, and I brought this up when it you know, when we had the uh, the transmitter in the helmet, um, I had been pounding that table for the transmitter in the helmet for about three years, and it's fallen on deaf ears until all of a sudden there seems to be this um, sign-stealing, you know, epidemic, and now everybody wants to put um, the, uh, the, the, uh, the radio piece in the helmets. Well, we're going to get to that with targeting as well. When you have a situation like we did, where Jaden Daniels gets hit underneath the chin, driven to the ground, uh, and is concussed, um, and it doesn't get reviewed, and then we have a play like tonight, which was a normal football play where a running back is lowering his shoulder, and we are trying to make a tackle. We're not targeting. We're not trying to lead with the helmet. We're just trying to make a tackle. We throw a kid out of the game. That is tragic. We're, we're in a bad place right now. And we, we need to stop and figure this out. Because there's a lot of words I could use, but it's tragic that we threw a kid out of a game because he was trying to play football. And you, whatever semantics, there, there, there's going to be a great explanation about this. Oh, he used the crown of his helmet, or he did this, or he did that. He was playing football. Last week, that guy that hit Jaden Daniels was trying to knock him out. 
You can say whatever you want. But that's what he was trying to do. Our guy was trying to make a tackle. So everybody's smart enough to figure that out. But we have two different outcomes. We got to figure it out. Got to figure it out, Shane. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree. He's 100% right. Yeah. And they're mad in the comments. They're like, we would have beat them even without that <laughs> incredible player that scores seemingly in a that, moment's notice, you know? I, and this is something that you brought out um, a few years ago. Uh, we we talked about levels of, of harshness of penalties, you right. know, just like you have a 15-yarder and you have a five-yarder. Right. right? And, and and I feel like that's where we need to be because if you watch this play, I'm with you. I First off, I think it's dumb. You slow it down, yes, there's your penalty. Mm-hmm. If you don't slow it down, it's a bang-bang, somebody gets up there, they're not even calling anything. But because it got slowed down – People get to talking, and the next thing you know, you, you, you create yourself. I've seen it in a million games. Um, yep. But but then when you come off a game like LSU Alabama, and you got that that hit toward the head, you know, you naturally I would get why they're frustrated. You know, it, it's two different things, but it's two different perspectives. It's two different angles. And again, I'm not saying last week should have been a 15 yard ejection, whatever. But you know, kicking a kid out and missing two quarters of the next game is, is over a tackle. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it doesn't make any sense. I think one of the ones. Remember Auburn and Penn State? I believe it was. Mm-hmm. It was on the goal line. Yeah. The guy went down real low, and he just tried to stop. It, it, it's like where else? Where else is he going to go? You know, it makes no sense. But because you slowed it down, we got targeting. So right, yeah, they got to fix this rule. Yeah. Well, you know what else? Kentucky's got to fix their football, too, because Alabama <laughs> whooped them, Shane, 49-21. This was just mm-hmm. – this was awful for, for Kentucky, Shane. Alabama first drive, 80-yard touchdown drive. Kentucky's first drive, three and out, minus five yards. Kentucky – or uh, Alabama's second drive, 55-yard touchdown drive, and it was it was downhill from there, Shane. Alabama averaged 17.8 yards per completion. Mm. Jalen Milrow, six touchdowns, Shane. 234 passing, three touchdowns, 36 rushing, three touchdowns. He just, his confidence is growing week in, week out. They completely corralled Ray Davis. Mm -hmm. That was critical to the game. He had 26 rushing yards, but he did score two touchdowns. Uh, Jermaine Burton didn't even play in this game, Shane. And I thought, I had no idea that was coming. They announced that right before kickoff. That's his security blanket on third down. Didn't need him. <laughs> Didn't yeah. need him in this one. You know what I mean? Like, this was a pick-your-score type game. Kentucky had five three-and-outs, two turnovers, one turnover on down. Bama's defense locked them down. Alabama's offense did whatever they want, especially on third and forever. You don't rush them. He just picks you apart. Uh, man, Alabama, they're heating up, brother, right at the perfect time. That's that's when Kentucky officially lost that game. Third quarter, <laughs> 10 minutes left, third and 17, and you rush four, and you just let them sit back there and pick you apart. And this wasn't the first third down that, you know, they had one earlier in the game uh, when he got a touchdown. You know, you cannot – you're Kentucky, man. You're Kentucky at home. You, you're finally getting a little bit of momentum back, and, you know, you have an opportunity. You, you got them third and 17. Bring the house, man. Bring the house, force him to make a good throw. Nah, we're gonna let it. We're just gonna play soft and see. You know, we we got this. Just like we've had the entire game. You know, that's one thing that drives me nuts with Kentucky, especially going against. 
and, and there's there's the thing floating around. There's a video floating around talking about top ten, you know, games. You know, they're going against top ten opponents. Yep. And, and it's almost like we get too conservative. Like we're afraid to get blown out. We would rather keep it close than get blown out. Well, you can't win the games if you play conservative against teams like Alabama. And this this showed. You had an opportunity, man. You get a turnover and you you start marching it down. All of a sudden, it's a seven point game. The fans are back in it. No, you you just gave him all the ammunition that he needs. Jalen's one of those guys. Like once he gets the confidence, you ain't getting it back. And they never rattled that confidence. Yep, Bama. Five trips to the red zone came away thirty five points too. I mean that's that's efficiency. Mm-hmm. That's winning football on the road. Remember Alabama used to suck on the road. <laughs> oh man, I miss those days. Not this season, brother. They're they're killing them home, way, yeah. whatever. They're they're getting right at the right time too. Right. That's why. You know, it, I hate that the SEC championship game is already locked up, but it's fun now knowing who it's going to be because they guys they're playing out of their damn mind. I hate when you read. Look at this comment. <laughs> I, I'm going to butcher this guy's yeah. name, Mister Can- Kananga. Bama went to Kroger and bought all the food. <laughs> like, oh That's a good one. I get it. I like it. So you guys don't see it. The people listening at home, Mike, Mike's on his computer and he's reading these comments, picking out which one he wants to put up. Nemus. And I know when it's good because you're over giggling like a schoolgirl, you know. Neva says, Kentucky lost this game when they recruited Devin Leary 11 months ago. <laughs> He's not the reason they're losing, but oh, he could have been on Bama's team, you know. Yeah, Even yeah. Simpson came out and played a little decent. So. He did, he did, and he, and he, you know, it was kind of a ho hummer that they blew their doors off. Yeah, I'm, I'm not taking much away from, like I said, it, it, the the Alabama is the story here, in, in my opinion. Clinch the West, absolutely. They're they're playing out of their damn minds right now, and one of the things, uh, we're we're not crowning them yet but you know one coordinator that's moving up my list is old tommy boy really we gave him a hard time listen i, I still i still well they came out and one of the interesting comments i heard about him you know is is the the offense that they're running now some of the plays that they're running now mm-hmm. didn't even exist in the playbook three weeks ago Ooh. yeah i text him busy. all the time and i said well, i can't wait to tell mike <laughs> Because he gave you shit all off season. And I just think the fact that you can cater an offense and, and you see that, that's that's the progression that we're talking about. Some of these elite programs right now. Yeah. Some of the guys that are just playing out of their damn minds, like like Missouri, like Georgia, they're they're making these adjustments throughout the season. So Alabama's right there with them. Michael Raleigh says Kentucky. The game dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right, let's uh oof, God, this is a rough one, Shane. Yeah. On the road, Auburn, big win, 48-10 to 10 over them Arkansas Razorbacks, Shane. Mm-hmm. Auburn had 14 points by the time Arkansas had seven yards. Yeah, Yards, Shane, not points, yards. End of the first quarter, it was 21-3. to three. Halftime, it was 27-3. to three. And, and late in the third, it was 48-3. to three. Just a complete no-show. Auburn, 32 first downs. Mm-hmm. Arkansas, one of 12 on third downs. How about the rushing yards, Shane? 354 for them Auburn Tigers. Arkansas had 120. Rocket Sanders, eight carries, zero yards. And we love Sam Pittman. He's one of our favorite Mm -hmm. coaches. 
He he is our favorite coach, I'd yep. say, right now. One of our favorites of all since we've been doing this show. And I'm not saying you sit here and fire the guy. I don't I don't know. I'm I'm too homered to to call for his job. But I will say losing forty eight to ten at home yeah. in the SEC, I don't I I'm not surprised. This is when coaches do get fired. When you yeah. get embarrassed at home, in conference, you just can't. You can't have it. No, you can't. Uh, lock of the week, you know. Obviously, oh that, yeah, Way I want to go. point that out. But you know, Auburn is again. They just they found what works against this team, and and they kept doing it. Three hundred and fifty yards rushing. I mean that's ridiculous in this day and age to to, to keep somebody. I say that because Tennessee just got smoked too. But <laughs> but it's 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 funny to me that you know we go from this fantastic game last week. We're on cloud nine. You know you're coming back to your your fans. The place was loaded. The place was rocking. They want to win out, man. They want to make a bowl game, and everyone in that in that stadium again was expecting a win and didn't get it and not just that like you said they got destroyed you know it's it's the the third down i don't know man arkansas it must may be the worst third down team in the country i i mean you might as well just start punting the damn ball you know what i'm saying that's that's where we're at and and i think that's why why there's so much heat right now and there's a lot of smoke out there a lot of people talking about sam getting fired and mm. he yeah he may get fired but it, you know you're going to get fired, like you said, by getting blown out by Auburn at home. Yeah. And we got to hand it to Hugh Freeze, man. He's getting his team yeah. getting better and better each week. I was not buying it. Beating Vanderbilt, mm -hmm. Mississippi State. Hell, Arkansas maybe just as bad as them. So I don't know, Shay, but the fans are confident. Uh, we got a great fan call. Let me, I'll jump to that in just a second. But Sam Pittman after the game was asked, you know, He's worried about his job here. Asking you questions like this, I think you know that. But given the way the season has gone in this game here, are you concerned about your position as head coach? I'm not. Uh, and let me say that. Let me say why. Because um, it's never been about my, me being the head coach. It's been about me uh, and these kids. So. Uh, uh, but to answer your question, no, I'm not. Should he be, Shane? Yeah. 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 He should I'd hire be. him if we could afford it. I'd love Imagine I, that. I know. <laughs> you got a job if you want one right here, man. We don't pay, but. <laughs> well, we got a lot of cold beer, though, Sam, you know, and you're going to need some. Actually, you're going to get a nice little check if you do. So it's not like Sam's going to be hurt and he'll be fine, but. You know, I, I hate it for him, yeah. you know, and I hate it for Arkansas just because, you know, I saw an interesting tweet earlier in our feed. They were talking about two years ago, you know, Arkansas beating Texas. And that was like to go from there two years ago to mm. here shows you how one hire, maybe two hires can destroy your program, you know, and and that's what I hate is that he went out on a limb, took a chance on Dan Enos, and I'm and I'm not I'm not saying this is all his fault, but you know, they they chose a path and it didn't work out. And it's it's like almost too late to, you know, you're not gonna get the six years that Jimbo Fisher did, you know? Right. Well, I'll tell you, Shane, Auburn fans sure are thankful mm -hmm. that the professor 
That's right. Did it again. And not only that, but we'll get it on the other side. They're they're feeling confident, Shane. <laughs> cousin Shane, cousin Mike, this is Nick down here in South Carolina. War damn eagle. Thank you, cousin or excuse me, Professor Shane, for locking those Auburn Tigers tonight. Sorry about you balls. I'm 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 hurting for you, but at least now you don't have to eat pig's feet. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and call it now. I got uh I got Auburn winning the Iron Bowl this year. Happy uh Happy football Saturday, guys. War damn eagle. Now he's not the only one, Shane, but we had a multiple Auburn caller saying we're gonna win the damn Iron Bowl. Yeah. Hosting I'll throw up their schedule here. They're hosting Alabama, final game. They still got New Mexico State at home mm-hmm. and then Alabama at home. They're currently on a three-game winning streak. They'll very likely be on a four-game winning streak heading into the Iron Bowl. Percentage zero out of 100 that Auburn, if they play their best football, they keep what we've seen the last couple of weeks and they keep doing it and they keep doing it at an even higher level. Mm. Percentage chance they knock off the mighty Crimson Tide in at Jordan Hare, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan Hare Stadium Air. <laughs> it's just a U, just Jordan Hare. Jordan, yeah. Jordan. You're putting too many syllables Z, in there. Z, yeah. Z, Z. Um, zero to a hundred. I would say perfect game. Obviously, perfect game. Give me, give me thirty three percent, Mike. I mean, and that, I think they take it. Yeah, to start the year. You yeah, know? one out of three. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think. I think that's where we're at, perfect game. Now, that also means if Alabama doesn't play a perfect game, you may win it. So, you can't – this this game right here, similar to the Florida-LSU game, it's just – it's easy to say, all right, Alabama's going to beat the shit out of them. But is it? Because every year we find ourselves typically in a ball game that we didn't think was going to be a ball game. So, right. Uh, no, I, I think this – this is shaping up to be a very, very interesting matchup. And, you know, and a lot of times, you know, Alabama's going to the, they're going to the SEC championship, whether they lose this or win it, you know, mm-hmm. does the foot come off the gas a little bit? Hugh Freeze wants a big win. So maybe I should bump him numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're saying, uh, oh yeah, you may have heard this before, Shane. You freeze, he's beating Nick Saban. Oh, oh yeah. They're going to use that one a million times. <laughs> That'll be Gary. Is that Gary's last game, right? Not officially, but yeah, officially. Yeah, we know it's going to be. All right, how about this one, Shay? We already covered their, their damn coaching fire, but A&M 51, yeah. Mississippi State 10. And this was embarrassing because uh, Mississippi State runs back the opening kick, and then they get scored, outscored <laughs> 51 to 3 the rest of the way for anybody that missed it. Yeah. And this was A&M with their third-string quarter. This ain't, you know, Connor Wigman didn't just limp off the bench and go crazy. Jalen Henderson, never seen him play in my life. The transfer from Fresno, he gave him a real spark, a dual threat. And I hate to say it, Shane, again, I don't think this game had anything to do with Jimbo getting fired. Surely they knew going in they were going to get rid of him. But you see in Bobby Petrino's scheme, you know, probably a dual threat quarterback would have done him a lot of good a lot sooner. And and that's no just because Wigman's great and Max Johnson – you know, he's not awful by any means, but still, a mobile quarterback would have helped them tremendously. They 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 played with passion. They played with fire. They jumped all over Mississippi State. Anybody that missed it, you didn't miss much, but Mississippi State started a true freshman, Chris Parson. Mm-hmm. He started the game chain one of five, two yards, three interceptions. Yeah. 
And so clearly he was just not ready for the moment, but they're just searching for answers at Mississippi yeah. State. They have no answers. It seems like they have no idea what they're doing. Mississippi State had four turnovers. That A&M turned that into 17 points. This was one of the ugliest games. And if you would have told me, okay, one of these coaches getting fired, I would have put the mortgage on Zach Arnett, yeah. who I still think is getting fired. I think it's coming at, at you know, I, I, I don't know when, but it's it's got to be coming soon because this is, this is disgraceful. Yeah, no, I... We're going to get to that one. It's it's tough. You don't want to bury a program. You don't want to pile on. Mississippi State, you know, there's probably three of you listening right now. They know. Now, as soon as Arnett gets fired, they're back on because, because again, this is a program that typically wins at least eight or nine games per year. I mean, they're, they are a good squad. They've got a lot of rec- recruits in that state, you know, and – Mike's reading another funny joke. See, I see. I don't. I don't know if he's laughing about what I'm saying or if he's reading something online. So I'm just not going to look. I'm going to look at the camera here. But I just. I want to. I want to highlight this Texas A&M team a little bit, just because it's going to get lost. This. The, these names. A lot of these names. Nye Smith. You know uh, Henderson's performance. Some of these names may not even be here. You know next year. Right. And 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 I hate that. Because you felt it last night. It almost felt like a, a senior's night, and these guys were coming out and having fun, putting some points on the board. That's all the fans wanted. That's all they signed up for is, yeah. is to come out here. And and kudos to Jimbo for waiting nine weeks to bring out this gym, you know, because Henderson <laughs> was like a breath of fresh air out there, you know, having a guy that had the ability to move with his legs. But, also, I mean, he got four touchdowns. Didn't even know who the kid was three weeks ago. Right. So, I mean, the talent, that's why we argue. The talent has always been on that roster. It's just the Jimbo's had problems unlocking it, and and now it's just too damn late, you know? You know, I think you hit hit on something important there, Shane. It just seemed like A&M was having fun. Yeah. It was like a weight was lifted off them. Mm -hmm. And, of course, when you win by 50 points, yeah, you're going to have fun. But it's if they were playing that loose. Yeah. I think all season, I think they probably would have beaten Tennessee. Absolutely. I'm going to pull up their schedule here. Maybe they would have beaten – you know, they got uptight. That's what happened against Alabama. Mm-hmm. They puckered up, and it yeah. started with Jimbo, you know. Uh, Ole Miss, eh, they probably wouldn't have won that one. But maybe Miami. You know what I mean? Like, this this would have been a very different season, I think, yeah. if we had saw in this A&M. And, again, this was the third-string quarterback right. that had never started in his life barely played at Fresno. Yeah. He was like fourth string at Fresno last year. So it's not like they needed Jane Daniels to wake him up mm-hmm. or anything. You know what I mean? So in defense, they're rowdy. They, they had, again, had fun, yeah. lived in the backfield. And it was, it was a hell of a performance. And and again, it's going to get lost because of all the Jimbo talk and, and everything. But, you know, it just, again, goes to show how, how exciting that base that that program can be with the right guy in charge. So brighter yeah. days are ahead. I was laughing earlier. I'm going to throw up this comment yeah. shade from Nima. Uh-huh. Pittman and Arnett are going to start a podcast in a month called Old Cold Beer. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I thought. All right. How about uh, last one? Shay, South Carolina, 47. Yeah. Vanderbilt, six. Fat guy touchdown. Defense alignment. Alex Huntley scored the first touchdown mm-hmm. as a, a tight end. Uh, Rattler did as well as I thought he would in this game, 28-36, 351 passing yards, three touchdowns. He did have a pick, but, uh, I mean, that's basically the highlights. They did whatever the hell they wanted in the passing game. 
We got to see uh, the the young freshman quarterback, Lenoris Sellers. He mm-hmm. came in, 36-yard touchdown, looking like Cam Newton out there. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm not trying to take away from uh, from South Carolina because it's hell a week ago we were wondering, can they beat Jackson State? They totally outclassed Vanderbilt. So credit yeah. to them. They got to keep us up so they can make a bowl game. They have to win out. They got Kentucky at home. They got Clemson at home. They keep playing like, yes, they'll get there. Yeah. But – my main takeaway from this game, Shane, is just Vanderbilt's awful. And it yeah. looks like they have quit on quit. on their coach. And I, I hate to see it because I thought we were I thought we were building in Vanderbilt. Yeah. You know, I really didn't. They're done. They're they're done this year. And this game got a little weird at the end. Didn't you think Spencer staying in there as long as he did, throwing up? It's like, <laughs> is there some bad bad blood between these two programs or or what? I like seeing the young kids come in. And, yeah. and because I think you know, nobody wants to talk about it in South Carolina because they're still fighting for a bowl game. But you know, you gotta, you got, you got a dude back there that can sell some tickets for you next year. Mm-hmm. You know, get thirty-six yard touchdowns, nothing to sneeze at. This, this, this could be something here. You got a lot of youth on this program, you know, and I'm kind of wondering why we're not seeing that late in the Vanderbilt game because that would have given that program more optimism going into the offseason. It's like, hey, man, this year didn't work out exactly like we planned, but, man, next year's looking pretty good, you know? So right. I'm just kind of surprised just how that went in because South Carolina, no doubt, had had this one the entire time. There was no jeopardy here. And I'm just I was just trying to figure out at the end, was this Beamer not wanting to listen to them say, you know, not have to explain a close victory again. Right. Or or is this personal, you know, or, or you know, I'm just, I don't know, just kind of felt weird. Well, it's interesting you say that, Shane, because you, uh, again, and I'm not, I have no information on this, mm-hmm. but I'm just going off of recent, and I, and I don't, I don't judge the players. I don't like it, but I don't call them out on it. Let's say South Carolina does it. They, they beat Kentucky, which is not a given. Yeah. Let's say they beat Clemson, not a given. But they, if they do both of those, they make a bowl game. You know, I assume I think Spencer Rattler could come back, but he's going to go. Yeah. You know, he's he's done all he can do, I think, in college football. And again, I don't know that, but I'm just speculating. Uh, but what I what I'm really pointing at here is if they make let's I don't know what bowl game it would be, Birmingham Bowl or whatever yeah. the hell it is. I don't think there's a shot in hell Spencer Rattler plays. Sure. So it would probably and again that's the part I'm saying. Not a big fan of that but I don't call players out for it either. It's, yeah. They're going to do what they're going to do. But point being, if they make a bowl game, it'll probably be this Sellers freshman mm-hmm. that starts. So it's big on another, on, on so many levels, yeah. you know, so many extra practices, get a full game potentially of seeing this freshman yeah. start, get, get hype going for next year. Regard, I mean, hell they could lose by 20 points in the bowl game. Fans are not going to jump on them there. I think yeah. they'll be excited if he flashes and shows some stuff. So, that just points to the fact how big it is to make a postseason for a program like South Carolina that's playing all these young players. You know what? I'm telling you, this kid's gonna he's gonna put butts in the seat. So this Sellers, he's like a, I don't know. I, I'm sold. I'm convinced. I'm always a gr- <laughs> the grass is greener kind of guy, and I'm like, man, you know, this dude looks legit. So South Carolina again, season's not over by no means, and you've got, I mean, you got freaking. Clemson storming the field after a freaking uh, Georgia Tech. You know what I'm saying? That's the program that you're going to have to knock off this year. So right. there's still opportunity for a few fireworks toward the end of the season. 
All right, Shane. So I, this is what I want. You know, we love to get to the opening lines. Yeah, we don't got a lot of great games here. So these these They're are probably be... be the best ones because we were supposed to have a lot of great games this week. Well, we're running short on games, okay. so it's got to right. be good Let's at some it. point. FIU at Arkansas. What's the line? Arkansas twenty four. Damn twenty six. Oh, you're good. Yeah, good. You're getting good. UL Monroe at Ole Miss. Ole Miss. 28. 34. Okay. New Mexico State at Auburn. New Mexico State at Auburn. Give me Auburn 17. 22. Georgia State at LSU. LSU by one. <laughs> nah, LSU oh, 30. 28. 28. Southern Miss at Mississippi State. Mississippi State, 11. 14. A little bit more respect. All right, now here's the three marquee game. Kentucky at South Carolina. South Carolina, no, Kentucky. Wait, at South Carolina? Yes, sir. South Carolina, one. Close, pick them. Oh, okay. uh, Florida at Missouri. Missouri. Missouri by 80. (laughs) <laughs> no. Oh, no. Uh, now give me Missouri 11 10 10 you about nailed it Georgia at Tennessee oh, pick them maybe uh, <laughs> nah, Georgia Georgia barely if it depends on the weather but I would say Georgia 22 10 really yeah that's, that's the opening spread I'm gonna be at the game yep. Mike may be there ball fans Georgia fans we'll see you up there now, no spread on Alabama Chattanooga. Uh-huh. No spread on AM Abilene, but those are the games we got next week. So it's going to be hard it's to gonna... sell these ones this week. No, that's why we're going to this game. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what I was saying this is what I was teasing up. I was yeah. teeing this up right before we jumped on. This is what I, I said. You want some upsets, brother? Mm-hmm. Now, these rankings may have changed, but based on the current playoff rankings. Yeah. These are the teams that are on the road this week, Shane, into college football. Not just SEC, but all college football. Right. Number two, number three, number five, number six, and number seven. They're all playing on the road next weekend in college football. Yeah. So I'm saying, I have no idea. if We keep waiting and waiting and waiting for these upsets that don't happen. But all these teams, these top teams on the road, it seems... Bound, we're going to have at least one lose. You know what? No, it doesn't because it never <laughs> happens, Mike. You know what I'm saying? So, ten- <laughs> you're saying Tennessee's got no shot? No, no. I mean, obviously, because I'm an idiot and I, I get on this. We do this. We talked about this, Mike. You know, they ball fans went from selling their tickets by Thursday. They're like, well, you know, if, if this goes this way and maybe Nico plays a little bit. No, I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's, that's just that's just we're, we're homers, but I want an upset. I I do. I truly do. And and if it happens to be Tennessee and Georgia, I'll embrace it. Yeah. yeah. Aaron says uh, FIU beaten Arkansas by safety. That's what I'm afraid of <laughs> is that there's a bad upset. You know, on the on the opposite end of the spectrum. Danny says I can't wait for Steve's breakdown of Apple <laughs> Christian. <laughs> uh, but all right. Uh, 
that's all that's all i got you got anything we went a little bit long anything else for no again i mean all in all it was a wild wild weekend great football <laughs> i mean obviously the, the scores weren't close but there was a lot of individual efforts that that really stood out that we're gonna be talking about for a long time you know i mentioned cody i mentioned Jalen, i mentioned Jaden. you know these these those alone and i'm and there's a there's a handful of other i just i thought it was nice seeing uh, I, I said a nice seeing him in the end zone there was yeah some, some dudes really took a step forward this weekend and uh you know and i think that was the true highlight but uh fans half the fan base had a hell of a weekend the other half they're drinking cold beer with cousin shane <laughs> <laughs> well i appreciate you brother i appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out especially those on the live show it means a lot and uh, we got a bunch of donations this this week, so I really, really do appreciate each and every one of those. And appreciate you, buddy. So we'll catch you on the next. See you guys. M-I-Z. <laughs> hey, buddy. This beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves that SEC podcast. Hail State.